1: Uh, you're on 95BFM Breakfast. Kia ora, Itifano. It's nice to have you here. And it's very nice to have in the studio the wonderful comedian, actor, and all round lovely person. Author now. Author. You can and say I'm a published author. And a published author, <laughs> yeah. Chris Parker. I Kia love la. throwing
0: in published author. You know, it just really feels like um, stepping up into sort <laughs> yeah, of yeah. social hierarchies. Very adult. It is very adult. but yeah. sort of, oh, wow, he's written a book. It's like close <laughs> to having a PhD.
1: Yes, absolutely. As anybody <laughs> a PhD uh, in
0: narcissism. <laughs>
1: It's a great-looking book. Beautiful yeah, beautiful. green cover.
0: Green cover, What's yeah. What's it
1: called again, Chris? Here for a Good Time. Oh,
0: lovely. Yeah.
1: It's Great a- one for Christmas season's coming up. <laughs> you got it. Thank you. You should go and get that one for all your rallies. We're actually here to talk about porn, though, today, Chris. Ah,
0: Yeah, the big porn conversation.
1: You and Eli Matheson, very old friend of yours, also an amazing comedian. Yeah. You've been having a chat about porn <laughs> in a very public way. <laughs> yeah. Chris and Eli's Porn Revolution. It's been uh, screening all week on the spin-off, an episode each day. The last one comes out today. I have been watching this and absolutely loving it. Oh. Oh,
0: thank you. That means a lot.
1: It's a really it's a really great way you're tackling this because one of the things that you guys actually talk about a lot in the making of this show is how it's quite a hard thing to know even where to start with this conversation.
0: Oh, and I don't... Or even where to land at the yes. end. You know, like, it's such a, a multifaceted issue, but it's one that we truly both feel like we just can't ignore anymore because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so prevalent in young people's lives mm-hmm. and I say young people as in like just anyone with a smartphone who's like yeah. on their phone a lot. Yeah. It's so funny because yeah, it's like people just want to take this conversation and just plant it straight on youth and I feel like that is their way of to take, taking their, themselves out of the equation yeah, and not yeah, yeah. looking at themselves and their own relationship with it. Yeah totally. And Eli and I in the series are like totally looking at our own mm. relationship with pornography and examining that and f- also while talking to like industry professionals, sex workers, about you know how the, our consumer habits have impacted them. Yes, we have reevaluated our own relationship.
1: Mm. It's a really, I mean, it is a big conversation. Where did when did this become something that you were like, right? We actually need to do something about this because I mean, this is the sort of chat you have maybe with your mates at a party or you know after a few glasses of wine, you talk about it. But when did you go? Right, we're making a public <laughs> series that people can watch.
0: Well, I mean, Eli and I've always discussed this exactly like you've said like at parties or on our podcast we're like it'll always get to the porn conversation I think not always but sometimes (laughs) it always comes back to porn it always (laughs) comes back to porn and um (laughs) I think maybe because both being gay as well, porn was a real interesting navigational tool when you're young to work out your sexuality. I feel like we're so used to just talking about sexualities and like, and then Eureka, I just sort of figured out I was gay and then (laughs) love is love. (laughs) But actually, you know, it's spent alone, you know, navigating sexuality on the internet, you know, Mm. with like search terms.
1: And it's not something people necessarily want to talk about because there's so much shame attached to it still. So
0: much shame. And I can't believe that I was carrying the shame at 32. I was like, what? going on so I really wanted to sort of break that down but Mm. then also understand it more and I also think it was a topic that is like you know considered salacious you know people (laughs) want to it has that initial appeal of people going "Oh, yeah I'd love to have a little peek behind the beaded curtain you know (laughs) and then we got the right team on board at the spin-off so directed yeah. by the wonderful kate Pryor, directed by so uh, produced by sophie Dowson, and alex whitaker just all these amazing, put a very important there was already a queer lens placed on it yeah but a much needed feminist lens as mm, well placed mm-hmm. on top of the series um that has really benefited it although i do like that it is being hosted by i think there's definitely a much needed series of this um, sort of hosted by women. Yes. But I think it's interesting that it is hosted by men in terms of who watches porn and yeah. um, when we have these conversations as well. And so we're just trying to, I don't know, have it in a non-judgmental but critical way. Mm. So yeah, we went to the spin off, they were like on board, they loved the idea. And then with the right team, it just got in quite in depth. And it's become this, yeah, like r- sort of overview of mm. porn as one, us as consumers It is an industry, the future of it. And also it is like a um, powerful cultural touchstone. Like, it really speaks on gender and sexuality unlike anything, really.
1: Oh, completely. And I think it's an interesting one to to talk about in the way that you guys approach talking about it. Because you do... You come at it from a lot of angles, you know. You you talk to your mates, you yeah. talk to you know friends who are comedians as well. That's a lovely part of it. You talk to sex workers and people who work in the industry. You talk with Erica Lust over in Barcelona.
0: Barcelona, I know uh, she's amazing. mate. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and there's a full write up on the spin off as well. They're doing all this content throughout this week, Porn Week. Um, so they're doing a whole bunch of sort of pieces around yeah these conversations and just a bit more in depth because we can only deliver sort of bite size. Yeah. Instagrammable content that people can watch. And um, and then also NetSafe have jumped on board too. Cool. And so they're doing Porn Week as well. Awesome. So it does feel like we're ready to start addressing this. And I don't think, oh, we got this week out of the way. Like, we're done. I think, (laughs) you know, there's this is the beginning of a, yeah. of a conversation
1: one of the moments I really enjoyed is you you, you speak with Chris who's done his PhD into like men's behaviour young men's behaviour and um, this kind of quote unquote idea of porn addiction yeah which is so much the like the whipping post for oh porn is bad exactly you know, it's ruining the boys it's you know and terrible
0: and and that's not to say that people don't feel like they are addicted yes. to porn, but yeah. I don't think to say that the substance is addictive is helping them in any way or helping the conversation. Mm. And I think Chris is trying to shift the focus from the content itself being the addictive material because there's no like, you know, causative evidence to show that it is. Yeah. And shift it towards why. You yeah. know, like what what is the draw to wanting to watch porn all the time and, and, and understanding that? that Um, sort of behaviour pattern Mm. and that's where we should be looking and and reaching out Mm -hmm. so it's just like kind of much needed research but it's been so fascinating because as as soon as you want to know like the evidence around erectile dysfunction and and pornography usage it's like there's
1: no research no no research because people are a bit like oh no thanks I'm not (laughs) going to do my PhD on that you know it's kind of an (laughs) interesting one eh and and I think also the, the sort of thread that I kept noticing come through the episodes is this idea of like It's what Chris talks about, but also a lot of the sex workers and content creators that you talk to touch on it as well, that porn is actually a reflection of society. Yes. So the porn people are seeking out is not so much... You know, the porn exists and therefore people find it. It's more that so things in society exist and therefore people are looking for that reflection almost. I oh,
0: know that's Erica Lust. She's talked about that as well, right? Yeah. In, in terms of like the depict how women are treated inside of porn and porn narratives. And you're like, and she's like, it's just a reflection of our society and how we think of women. It's like yeah. brutal to hear that, but it's so true, you know?
1: Yeah, totally.
0: So, yeah, the goal really is just for Elaine and I to create these, a culture of like sort of conscious porn consumption. I mm. think so. We're not placing any judgment on how much you should be watching or what you should be watching, but just to to start the conversation of being like, are you aware of what you're watching? You know, yeah, because I think yeah. that's a great place to start.
1: Yeah, totally. And to,
0: by ha- by just discussing it and talking about it and thinking about it, you're able to sort of interrogate it more because it's such a mindless behavioral like viewing habit at the moment people just mm. sort of click onto it when they're horny <laughs> and it's like and then they're not sort of
1: thinking yeah the one thing also that you guys do really well is you explore the joy that is attached to it as well you know you have a really wonderful chat with Santa Takani who oh, is just the most amazing I have a
0: theory that Santa Takani is like our Auckland's friend Lieberwitz. you know just like <laughs> yes. a sort of social oh. commenter
1: absolutely just
0: traipsing around k road and just sort of always on the pulse of like sort of where we're at
1: yeah totally <laughs> but you talk to all these people who are explain exploring how it is you know a liberating and amazing thing to be able to understand yourself your body your sexuality all these conversations there's no judgment in this no series judgment. chris it's really lovely we watch porn <laughs> <laughs> were coming out there saying it you know yeah. but
0: it feels somewhat radical i think for some generations, I think, when they yeah. watch about... It is interesting, like, younger folk are not so phased by this. But I think mm-hmm. because they've already had to, re- you know, figure out their relationship with it because of, so, you know, internet porn, it's just so prevalent in their lives,
1: Mm, which is
0: fascinating.
1: One of the things that you look into as well is the very specific Auckland context of our porn history, and one of the bits I loved is the classic, being an old porn cinema. I had no idea. I know. The classic comedy club. How cool. But then I was like, oh,
0: because you always wonder if we're moving forward as a society or backwards as a society, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, so a physical <laughs> porn cinema at the top of Queen Street. Yeah. Yeah, Is that, like, good or, or is that progressive or reductive? I can't work it out because it's, like, one, you know, there's no shame there because it's, like, publicly out on the street just being, like, porn. And if you wanted to go to the cinema, you had to, like, drive into town, park, you know, but yeah. all, like, but then is the presence of that space good or bad? I don't know. And I was, like, I'm sort of left questioning it but I do like the idea yeah. that for me I think one of the big like learning pieces I've come out of it, it's like I'm like I think porn for me is at it's best when it's like fantasy and film and cinema mm. um, versus like just what People are tricked to thinking is real sex. Yes. And um, so the idea of it like, going to a movie or whatever, I'm like, kind I kind of fun, get yeah. the logic of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Where, where do you feel about this conversation now? Obviously, your last episode is coming out today. It actually just... comes out
0: on Saturday. Oh, Saturday. No, yeah, so there's six episodes. Oh, uh, fabulous. So there's two more pieces to have in the conversation. <laughs> we okay. look at OnlyFans and then we also just the next the Saturday episode we sort of land on our campaign slogan yeah yes
1: because that's what you're building up to the whole time is what are we trying to say yeah how how do you feel without giving it away I guess but how do you feel about this conversation now that you and Eli have have had this chance to I guess dive into it I mean it's not something you can wrap up neatly but how do you feel about it at the moment Chris
0: I do feel like we're at a point now where we're you know, happy to talk about it publicly, whereas I feel like a couple of years ago we probably wouldn't have been. So that feels like a step forward. I'm curious about uh, OnlyFans and like what that is doing uh, in terms of the style of pornography that we're watching, I, but also the accessibility of making it but also the empowerment for the sex workers to own their content, yep. but it being a relatively new platform, I think it's like there's more to be seen and more mm. to arrive out of that. And I'm sure someone inside of this university is doing their like, dissertation on it. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> many are. But yeah, like I think this idea that porn isn't sex education Um, is really important Mm. and I think that is a big issue we're finding with specifically our young men is that they're thinking you know a lot of the um, stuff that they're seeing is how they should be having sex and they're, they're watching that before they're having sex and so I think
1: and um, then they're not getting very good sex education, education at school, school. Exactly. And, and I th- people don't want to talk to them about porn because they just, oh, they shouldn't be watching it. It's bad. Yeah. Let's pretend it doesn't exist.
0: But then I'm curious about the idea of, I mean, this is just me theorising here now too, but like the idea of OnlyFans de- it feeling so real, mm. but they are very much sex workers and porn stars who are creating fantasy for you. So it's not real sex in the sense that But it is filmed on a phone to make it feel like it is. And I feel like maybe that blurs the conversation slightly, although I think it's an amazing um, thing for sex workers in terms of them finally owning their material a little bit more. Totally. And also that, yeah, Pornhub is just like totally evil.
1: We could have a whole other day talking about monopolies in all industries, eh? yeah,
0: No, it's amazing. <laughs> Someone's
1: texting in saying I, oh my god, I remember the porn cinema. I am ancient.
0: It's <laughs> not actually that old. No.
1: <laughs> it's just that we, uh, we, we we didn't grow up in Auckland, so we didn't see it. No. Yet. Chris, thanks for making this series. It's really awesome. It's super um, great to have a conversation about it I think where everyone's going in being like we don't know the answers, but we want to talk about it. I
0: know, it's so exciting. I think people don't know how to respond 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 online because of it as well like because we haven't formed the opinion for you to sort of share and sort of virtue signal that you've got the right ideas here's your
1: infographic yeah
0: yeah, we're just sort of looking into it and Eli and I aren't coming in in as experts we're coming in learning like we all are so we're just sort of sharing the information and allowing you to sort of muse on it and form your own opinion as well
1: and talk about it you know yeah that's that's the big one that is a big one Uh, thank you Chris for coming in today thanks for having me at BFM I love it it's always the best Um, go by Chris's book to all the (laughs) bookstores and watch the port revolution watch the port (laughs) Port revolution that was
0: a 95 bfm podcast support 95 bfm with a b card go to 95 bfm.com slash sign up